Hey, this is Sharad Srivatsan. Welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I'm going to talk to you about my five daily targets. It's my five daily commitments that I like to think of that guarantees long-term results. Because the world's not slowing down. We're not getting any less busy. But we want to make sure that we get the right things done at the right time. So is that making sure the right things are on your to-do list? Or is that making sure you have uh, a few daily targets? If you do these every single day, the compound effect of that will be amazing. I've not shared this publicly before, and I have a chance to share with you because I track these uh, semi-obsessively every single day. I wanted to give you my framework so that you can overlay that onto yours and create an insane life for yourself one day at a time without a lot of effort. So these are my five daily targets. I break them down step-by-step for you, all starting right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business, how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. In this episode, I'm going to take you behind the scenes and share something quite personal with you. I'm going to share my five daily targets. It's actually pretty raw and real for me. These are my five everyday commitments that I believe drive almost guaranteed results. And I thought that wouldn't it be cool if I could just open up this playbook for you so that you can build something like this for yourself that allows you to know that if you did these one, two, three, four, five things on a daily basis, it would guarantee results. So in today's episode, I'm going to take you through three specific things. Number one, I'm going to tell you what my five daily targets are and how I think about them. Number two, tell you about how I operationalize them day to day. And number three, I'm going to tell you about the three big lessons that I've learned doing this and how I take care of all of this. So before I kind of go into that, here's the big truth. The truth is we all have way too much to do. There's, if when folks tell me, Oh yeah, like I jammed through my to-do list today. I was like, how much are you underperforming? How do you get everything done on your list? That's amazing that when someone tells me I checked off everything on my list, I go, what do you, you mean there's nothing else on? Like how 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 crazy is that? Um, and I believe that folks that have a completed to-do list, maybe for today, that's fine, but you have nothing else left, you're definitely underperforming your potential. But I don't know many people like that. We have way too much to do. And by the way, it's not slowing down anytime soon. Uh, 10 years ago, we had voicemail and email. Today, we have voicemail, text, email. Then there's voicemail, text, email, social media. Then there's voicemail, text, email, social media, AI. Like, this is nonstop. We didn't stop the voicemail. We didn't stop the email. We didn't stop the text. We didn't stop the remote workforce. We didn't stop new projects. We didn't stop side hustles. We are doing more now than we are ever going to, than we ever did before. And it's not slowing down. We don't stop doing things. We just add more things. So how do we actually cut through the noise? And oftentimes I look back and I say, wow, wait, wait a minute. Where did the last five years go when Facebook, uh, when I, when I log in on Facebook and it pops me a memory five years ago, I'm like, where did those five years go? And I, I'm reminded of this, uh, this, this phrase that, uh, Edison, uh, was, uh, I believe that Einstein used and he's talked about, he said the eighth wonder of the world. 
the eighth wonder of the world. He said is compounding, and which I think is really powerful. And I was like, well, you know, call it compound interest, et cetera. And my idea was, how do I set up daily compounding that guarantees results that my future self will be thankful for? So I talk to my future self a lot. Uh, the 80-year-old Sharon is my favorite guy. His name is Uncle Ron. I talk to Uncle Ron a lot. And I ask Uncle Ron what he would like. Uncle Ron is just me when I'm 80, right? And which is a few years from now. But like, I know that if Uncle Ron says, okay, if Uncle Ron is happy, then I'm doing the right things today. So I talk to Uncle Ron, which is my 80-year-old self. And it's great because Uncle Ron is tells me the truth, which is awesome. So my job is to figure out how can I set up daily compounding activities today that guarantees that my future self, Uncle Ron, would thank me for it, would be thankful for it. And I'm doing something in service of something in the future. Now, I know the future is not promised, but we all have to work towards something. So all that said, let me break down for you my five daily targets, how I operationalize them, and the three big lessons learned. So let's jump in to my kind of five daily targets. So I'm going to walk you through five things. These, each of these have two words, and I'm going to run you through them really quick, and I'll tell you exactly how uh, each of these works. So my five daily targets are, I have these memorized because I, and I have a daily tracker for this. I'll tell you how I track it and how I think through this on a day-to-day -day basis. So the five non-negotiables I have every single day are these. Number one, make an offer. Number two, create an asset. Number three, help community. Number four, manufacture energy. Number five, build brand. So it is, it is my personal commitment to doing all five of these every single day. Now, do I get all five of these done every single day without fail? No. But am I tracking the, all five of these every single day? Yes. Say it again. Make an offer, create an asset, help community, manufacture energy, and build brand. So let's actually dive into each of these, right? So when I say make an offer, what do I mean? When I, most of us have some kind of business or some kind of product or service that we offer. And to me, making an offer is inviting people to do something with us. It, it, like we got to do, so, we got to invite people to do something with us. And that making an offer is really important. I like to not think about making off. You, you, you heard me didn't say sell more stuff. No, I think that making an offer is important because people raise their hand and respond. So if you are a real estate agent, you're, you should make an offer for people to join your community, for people to join your email list, for people to subscribe to your newsletter, for people to come to your open house. That's cool. You're making an offer. If you have an online course, you maybe you make an offer with a discount, maybe you make an offer for a webinar that they come to. You invite them to doing something with you. A big part of making an offer is what I is a very non uh, sleazy way of inviting people to do something with you. That may be directly to work with you. That may be indirectly to learn about working with you. But we cannot go a day without making an offer because making an offer is foundational to everything. If you if you stop making offers, you'll stop selling stuff and you'll stop growing your business and you'll stop inviting people into your world to change their lives. So no matter who you are, no matter what you do, if you have a business or a job of any kind and you want to create revenue and you want to have impact and you, you have a, you know, you have a business, a service or a cause, you got to make an offer. And the offer is you're inviting somebody to doing something with you either directly or indirectly to learn about doing something with you. And the way you make an offer is you need to have a system for it. We can't just have, uh, we can't just be like, mm, what offer do I make today? Like you can't do that, right? So there has to be a way in which you're constantly making offers. So you may say, you may on Facebook say, hey, I'm looking for 
three in three in potential new in new investors who have never invested in real estate, and I'm going to take you through that process. I'm making an offer. What am I doing as a real estate agent? I'm making an offer because now someone who has never invested in real estate is going to message me. I get to actually help them, teach them, learn them. I'm indirectly telling them to work with me, and then I can actually help them find an investment property. And now I've made a commission based on that. What we think most salespeople are literally only focused on selling to the sale. I'll say it again. Most salespeople, salespeople are really focused on selling the sale. Instead, a lot more of this good stuff happens when you don't have to sell the sale, when you invite them into your world. Someone asked me the other day, he's like, hey, Sean, how do you, like, how are you getting a lot of traction, you know, building and growing real? And I said, well, you think I'm building and growing real today. This was the last 10 to 12 years of goodwill that are, that that's actually manifesting itself in relationships now. So if you want this plan for three years from now, so as many seeds as possible, help hundreds of thousands of people uh, without asking for anything in return, and it'll come back. But I wish I had made more offers. I wish I had made more invitations. I wish I had uh, invited more people to get into my world. And this can be as simple as, you know, putting out a a, a message saying, "Hey, uh, subscribe to my email list or follow me on my uh, uh, subscribe to my social media channel." Whatever it may be, we're inviting people into our world, and I don't think any of us do as a good job of inviting more people into our world every single day. So, the number one thing I want to do seven days a week. And this is not a five days a week thing. This is a seven days a week thing. My number one thing I'd like to do is find a way to make an offer, invite people into our world so that they either do something with us now or learn about doing something with us in the future. But we always got to be making offers, always got to be rotating offers, always got to be messaging, rotating messaging around offers because every single thing you put out in some way is to help people get back into our world. So number one is make an invitation. So by making an offer. Number two is creating an asset. So I think a lot about this. I'm I'm a I'm an operator. I'm an engineer by education. I like I love I love processes and systems and building leverage and scale and building infrastructure because you can grow stuff, but if you can't grow stuff sustainably, it'll break and then you'll be held responsible for it. So the only reason we've been able to build and sell so many businesses is because we were able to deliver a machine that someone could buy. And there's a reason why a lot of other people can't actually build and sell a business, even though they've grown a big one is they grow a big business, they can never sell it because if you remove themselves, the business fails, right? So the business is a profitable machine that runs without you involved. And to do that, we have to create assets. And creating assets are what? The ability to sell and serve scalably. I'll say it again. Creating an asset is to build, is, is to be able to sell and serve scalably. And this is as simple as saying, hey, do you have artifacts? Hey, do you have a do you have a little, do you have a PDF checklist that helps people learn more about your business and can guide themselves through it? Do you have systems that, uh, do you have a webinar funnel where if someone is interested in learning about your product, they go through a five minute video, they answer a couple of surveys, and then they pop up as an appointment for you. That's an amazing system. If we built, if I created that asset one time, I could send more people through that process over and over without me having to do that call over and over again. Having an SOP is a system that's creating an asset because now the business can work and work profitably. It can sell and serve scalably without me, right? And then I I love I love a lot of automations. We you know I love hiring automation engineers because if you can build an automation, when something happens, ninety other things happen. You've now created an asset. So now I can shove more people, more ideas, more leads into that asset and out pop opportunities on the other end without me being involved. Videos are assets, sales funnels are assets, 
um, you know, processes are assets, systems are assets, artifacts are assets, because when you create an asset, what you do is you get to sell and serve scalably. So I asked myself, what small asset can I build today? Because I know that if I can build one small asset today, it's going to save the compounding way, going to save me significant time and resources tomorrow, which also gets people through a really nice journey, right? Which is a good thing. Number three, help our community. It's really simple. If you can't wake up and ask yourself how I need to do something to be useful to my community today. So if you are a real estate agent in Laguna Beach, California, your job is to be useful to the residents of Laguna Beach. That's it. What have you done today to be useful to the residents of Laguna Beach? Not did you market, not did you put out a just listed, not did you put out just sold, not did you say you're the number one agent, not did you say, hey, did you did you see that the market's going crazy? No. Like, what have you done to be useful to your tribe, to your community? If you're a course creator and you're selling courses to a very specific avatar, what have you done to help that community? Heck, in a lot of ways, my question would be, do you even have a community? Is is Otherwise, how do people know? Do you have a private Facebook group? Do you have a private email list? Do you have uh, subscribers on a social media site? Do you, how do you have a, do you have a network of, uh, do you have a geographic farm where you serve a particular geographic area? Area. A lot of times you can't help your community if you don't know who your community is. And I really like to tell people all the time, when you're starting a business, the next thing you should build is a community because it's way easier shooting fish in a barrel. You know, so if you are, if you, if you're, a course creator and you're teaching people how to, I don't know, shoot guns, I'm making it up because I see a BB gun, uh, like a toy Nerf gun in front of me with my kids. If you, if you have a, if you are selling Nerf guns, then you would create a Nerf community and then every, and you would invite everybody to the Nerf community. And then the cool part about that is everyone talks about Nerf. And so you can sell more Nerf stuff so you can actually help your community. It's very hard to make an offer without helping your community. So the more help of your community you can give, the more goodwill you can build, and the more you can sell them stuff, right? Because you need to help your community. And additionally, helping your community helps you understand your community significantly better. And the nice part about that is you want a no scorecard approach. I didn't say help my community so that I can get a sale. I just said my non-negotiable is to help my community. Because if I know that my, me helping my community is a non-negotiable for me that helps me learn about my community, connect with my community, build my community, grow my community, support my community, be useful for my community. Because after that, they're like, well, sean has been here. He knows this. He understands it. I'm going to call him first, right? That's the cool part. There is a no scorecard approach in all of this. So to recap, number one, make an offer. Number two, create an asset. Number three, help your community. It's going to be useful. Number four, manufacture energy. There is no way that we are, as we get as we get older and busier, there's no way we can do more without more capacity. Manufacturing energy in my world is all about saying, how can I increase my capacity? When I create energy, when I create and increase my capacity, I can do more things. And when I do more things, good things happen, right? So there is, the, the big, big challenge of this manufacturing energy is we got to be able to do more in the time that we have allotted. And as we go older, we just, like our efficiency is just down. Our wisdom may be up, but efficiency is just down. We are not, I will tell you, I'm not as, I'm not as strong and energetic as I was when I was a teenager. I just, it's like my son has more energy than I do, right? But I'm not bad because I focus on manufacturing my energy. And what does that mean? What do I do to increase capacity? Do I, do I do something to increase my, do I focus on my, do I do some breath work today? Do I do some meditation today? Do I go for a walk today? Do I eat healthy today? Uh, what can I do today? 
Uh, can I go get a massage today? Can I go to an IV today? What can I do today to manufacture energy? Can I be around people that I, I love? Can I hydrate? Things that we can do intentionally every single day to manufacture more energy allows us to increase our capacity. Because if we don't increase our capacity, we can't do the other things on our daily targets. So number four, what can I intentionally do to manufacture energy today? And number five, last one, is build brand. Build brand. You know, it, it, what does building our brand do? It increases our influence. And what is the big part about influence is helping people do more of what they need to do that is good for them, right? That's all it is. What is influence? It's not selling people stuff that they don't need. Influence is helping people realize and do more of what they should be doing anyway that is good for them, right? That's what influence is. And if I know that something is good for somebody and they're not going to do it and I can help them do it, like that's, I'm being really useful to them, which is really, really powerful. So just to recap all of this, right? Because the, the build brand is really important. Brand does not show up overnight. You know, when they say it's a three to five to 10 year success, that's what it is. Like, yes, there are some social media stars that show up overnight, but they also fizzle overnight. I know a lot of folks that have done really well on, that have hit the TikTok craze and done really well on TikTok over the last, you know, two years and they hit it at the right time, but They've not been able to, you know, yeah, they may get a couple of speaking engagements and now they're TikTok famous, but there's no depth. They've not done anything because brand building takes time, right? So what's the what's what's the 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 recap here? Number one, make an offer, which is every single day you invite people into your world. Number two, you build an asset so that you can sell and serve scalably. Number three, you help your community because you got to be useful and have a no scorecard approach to all of this. Number four, you've got to manufacture energy because the more you increase your capacity, the better we can do. And number five, you've got to build brand because fame is the most efficient business model, right? So I have a scorecard that I use for myself and I use this app called Streaks, uh, S-T-R-E-A-K-S. And I want to make sure that every single day I make an offer, create an asset, help my community, manufacture energy or build brand. And when you have, and all I'm suggesting is you can, of course, borrow those as your daily targets if you want. But the question is, what are they for you? You may only have three daily targets, but I do these. My I track these seven days a week. And when I track them seven days a week, it allows me to know whether I'm doing well or not. It's daily compounding. I don't have, I'm not stopping doing this, but I know that the more and more and more I keep doing that, I, I win and it's really, really hard to beat me in my game. I'm not, this is not a competition. I want to do this for me because I believe that it is going to give me the best happiness and give me the best life and give me the best way to serve and sell scalably, right? So those are the five things. Uh, I'll say it again, make an offer, create an asset, help your community, manufacture energy and build brand. So I need to do those. I need to do something to help those five things every single day. If not, I've not checked the box on that. So number part two of this is well, how do you operationalize all of this? So like, I'll, I'll break it down for you. First is, uh, there is a weekly plan. So we, I do something called our review preview, right? So every Friday, I sit down and review the past week as to how I did. And then I look forward two weeks and I see what's coming up and look at what I need to have done. So um, the review is thinking about whatever, I, what have I done that I've promised? Preview is thinking about what do I need to prep? And Planning the week is really good because I don't have to plan. I don't have to wake up in the morning and say, what am I going to do to manufacture energy today? That's too late. It's way easier if you plan it a week in advance, kind of conceptually. So now I'm like, oh, cool. I did a 5 a.m. club call today. I helped our community. So if you're not on the 5 a.m. club, you should go to 5amclub.net. 
Uh, it's 100% free. It's five minute. It's a five-minute call at 5 a.m. Pacific time. So if you're on the East Coast, that would be 8 a.m. Pacific time. And it's a little dose of inspiration every single morning, seven days a week, 365 days a year. I get a chance to help a community, which is really good, right? That's number one. Number two, uh, I do a daily recommit every every morning. Uh, I know that that's what's going to be on my calendar. I'm going to get these five things done. And the way I do that is by using my app called Streaks. And I know that I want to knock at least one of those off before I leave the house in the morning. So I'm on my way to doing that. The third is I actually schedule the work, right? So I know that I need to create an asset today. I put 20 minutes on my calendar to create an asset today. And I know that during that time, I'll actually build something because if I don't, then I have lost out on the streaks of momentum that I have. And last but not least, at the end, when I at the night, right before I go to bed and set my alarm for the next day, I check my streaks. I'm like, what did I hit? What did I not hit? Do I need to double up on something tomorrow? Because, you know, I, I call it, you know, it's, I may have, I may, may skip one day, but never skip two. So I'll double up and finish up, you know, two building an asset tomorrow because otherwise it gets too far away from the, from the main goal overall. So my way of operationalizing it is just to build a plan and build a plan and track, build a plan and track, build a plan and track. And since I have the phone and the app with me, I just track it as soon as I do it. And I obsessively do it because now I know that my worst day, I've done my five daily targets and that's still better than most people's best days. And that feels really, really good. So that's how I operationalize it. A weekly plan, daily recommit, I schedule the work and I review it every night. And I do it all on the app called Streaks. Now you may say, well, that takes a lot of time. Actually, it doesn't. It probably takes two to three minutes a week to manage this and probably 30 seconds a day on my app. And I just manage it. I don't show it to anybody else. I just manage it myself. And it gets very, very helpful. So that brings us to part three, which is like, what are the lessons in all of this? So as I was thinking about it, I wanted to give you some of the lessons. The first lesson is um, we do, a lot of us, you know, are been taught to do goal setting and, and projects. And they're like, what do I want to get done this quarter, et cetera. Those are things like do this, feel that, create this. And I, I like what I found is themes are better than things. So I didn't say build a webinar funnel. I didn't say write a book. I said, create an asset, create an asset's a theme. So now I know that my life is filled with stacking more and more and more assets. So if you, if I gave you a peek into the, into my, into the back end of like how I run my life and my business, it will blow your mind. And I'll tell you why, if, if, all the stuff that happens inside of our inside of our business and Sharon brand and the companies that we've invested in, you, you will look at it and be like, you 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 will say, wow, dude, I would th- have thought that you need, you know, fifty to a hundred people full time sitting in a headquarters to run all of this. And the nice part is, all of those assets just run themselves. I can run, I can run a multi billion dollar business with four virtual assistants from the Philippines. And that's a good thing. And it's not good about, it's it's a good thing because it's compounding of building of assets over and over and over again. So themes are greater than things, number one. Number two, learnings are greater than failures. We, a lot of times we fail, we, things break down and we're like, well, you know, you're kind of bummed about that. It affects our identity. And the question is when you feel sad, when you feel down, when you feel like something's not been accomplished, when you feel like something broke, Watch your feeling, but ask the lesson. What is the learning here? 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 And when you can capture the feeling into a learning, now that allows you to build a much bigger and better future. So whenever you feel 
stuck, whenever you feel down, whenever you feel dejected, whenever you feel the world is crapped on you, whenever you feel like you've been taken advantage of, whenever you, you feel like you've lost, you ask the question, what is the learning here, right? That's the most important thing. And that'll at least reshift, reframe it for you and teach you to do better in the future. So number one, themes are greater than things. Number two, learnings are better than failures. Number three, Kaizen is better than being OCD. What's being OCD? Obsessive compulsive. Things need is your way. It needs to be done your way. It only your way is right and no one else's way is right. By the way, we all, all successful people have some kind of OCD in them. As you know, I have some part of it as well. So if you're not, if you're not OCD and you think you're not OCD, you're, you're crazy. You are, right? Being OCD is a good thing because you like that things done a certain way. But Kaizen is really important. What's Kaizen? Continuous improvement. Um, the idea of taking an idea and making it better. So I'll give you a quick example of Kaizen. Over the last nine weeks, I was on the road and I did actually did the same presentation in different parts of the country. And it's not it's very unlike me to do that. But my team is like, hey, Sharon, you don't have time to, to build nine different presentations. You got to do the same presentation. There's going to be no overlap in audience. Do it nine different times. And I said, okay. So I built this presentation and I did it nine different times. But I, I couldn't just be okay with that. So every time I did the presentation, I committed to myself that I would go back to my hotel room that night and I would make that presentation. I would do one thing to make it better. I called it the one upgrade. I would do one thing to make it better. And the crazy part is this. Um, I had somebody actually see the first presentation and see the ninth presentation. And he told me, he's like, dude, I didn't even recognize that presentation. And that was the cool part. It had the same mechanics to it, but I Every time, every time I delivered it, I made one upgrade to it. I either changed a slide, I changed the flow, I added a slide, I changed a picture, I changed how I framed it, I changed the story. And as I did it every single time, I had Kaizen. In nine times, I actually upgraded the presentation more than nine times in nine weeks, as opposed to just, you know, rinsing and repeating, delivering that presentation over and over again. And today I have a significantly better presentation because of my Kaizen, not because of my OCD overall, right? That's the cool part. Um, so, so the, the, the core function of all of this is I just wanted to see, you know, the idea that if you liked, if you like this, I think, I think you will like something else that I built. It's called a four week MBA. Uh, it is uh, short audios just like this one. And I did 20 of them with the 20 biggest learnings in the last 20 years. It is 100% free. The cool part is I have nothing to sell you. Even if you want to buy something from me, there's nothing for you to buy. So Go to uh, the fourweekmba.com if you want to if you want to check it out. Fourweekmba.com. It is free. It's all audio. You can listen to it whenever you want. It's fourweekmba.com. So if you liked all of this, I think you will like that. So let me recap really quick. Uh, three big things today. Number one, create your daily target. And my five daily targets are number one, make an offer, which is to invite people into your world to create an asset, which is sell or serve scalably. Number three is to help your community. Is to essentially be useful. Number four is to manufacture energy, which is to increase your capacity. And number five is to build brand so that you can grow your influence because fame is the most efficient business model, right? So number one, create your daily targets. Whatever they are, start with a few for you. Number two, I would recommit daily. Re recommitting daily is really powerful. And the way you do that is to just track. The way you the way you track is your recommitment. The, if you're not tracking, you're not recommitting every single day. I use a little app called Streaks. You can use what I think there's a, a great app called Strides. You can use that too, but whatever works for you, but you got to track every day. 
And number three is the ABU. Always be upgrading. Always be upgrading. If you're doing something and you do it over and over, ask yourself, hmm, what would one thing that I can do to upgrade that? What is one thing that I can do to upgrade that sales script? What is one thing that I can do to update that listening presentation? What is one thing that I can do to update that sales process? What is one thing that I can do to make that client experience better? What is one thing I can do? Always be upgrading. So I don't know if any of this was helpful to you, so do me a favor. If this was interesting and helpful, can you just like tag, you know, take a screenshot right now, tag me on social saying, hey, that was pretty good. You should do make more of that. Otherwise, I don't know if this is helpful to you because I don't get immediate feedback like I'm in a room with you. So if you can do me a favor, take a screenshot if you like this and tag it and post it on social. If you didn't like it, like you're welcome to tell me, but don't tag it because then I don't know if it's helpful to you, right? So send me a message if you did, if it was not helpful, but if it was helpful, please tag it because that way I'll know stuff like this is helpful and I can make more of this for you in the future. I appreciate you being on and I'll catch you on the next one. Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. Since you like this podcast, I actually have an ultra super secret private podcast that I make just for my partner companies and the CEOs and influencers that I advise. It's called 10K Wisdom because I try to wrap $10,000 worth of value in every single episode in just under 10 minutes. That's why it's called 10K Wisdom. It's raw, it's real, it's got no intro or outro or anything like that. It's just straight to the point and to the insights. Since you like this podcast, I think you will like that. So for the first time, I'm making it available to you. Just go to 10kwisdom.com, the number 10kwisdom.com, and my team will activate it for you as my gift. Go to 10kwisdom.com. I'll see you there.